Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for seeing. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. You can hear all about Ready, Set, Food today. What a cool name. I can't even wait. CEO's here, Daniel Zakowski. Daniel, so great to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to tell more people about our story, Ready to Set Food, and how uh, you know parents can help prevent ba- uh, food allergies for their babies. Yeah, I love it. Uh, what a cool name. Uh, Ready to Set Food, organic, non-GMO, all-natural daily dietary supplement that you add to breast milk formula or mix in with food. I can't even wait to um, unpack this. And um, before we get there, though, uh, I'd love to just have people understand you and a little bit about your story. Um, I know you've been a part of the brand now, what, almost five years, but share a little bit about you and your, and your background. My personal background is a, a mix of entrepreneurship and corporate strategy. Um, I had my own business previously selling dental uh, consumable supplies. So everything from face masks to uh, latex gloves to drill bits to anesthetic. Um, and, and then also um, kind of a second uh, career in corporate strategy, internal consulting for companies like The Wonderful Company, where I worked with great brands like Fiji Water, Palm Wonderful, Wonderful Pistachios, Teleflora. Um, and then, you know, did similar roles at, at OpenX uh, in uh, online advertising and at Acom and construction. But I think, you know, always knew that I was going to eventually get back into uh, startups at some point. And, uh, you know, my life changed really when my nephew developed food allergies a little over five years ago. Wow. Um, and, you know, he's now uh, anaphylactic to multiple different foods, peanut, egg, dairy, you know, tree nuts, sesame. Um, and my brother-in-law is a, a doctor and had... Uh, read about clinical data showing that uh, it was possible to prevent up to 80% of food allergies from developing in the first place just by feeding small amounts of allergens to babies, starting at a young age and doing it frequently. Um, and that it, it felt like there was just such a, a great business opportunity to help more parents uh, do that process. Uh, and also such a great mission opportunity because if every parent in, in the U.S. could follow you know those new protocol, there'd be about a quarter million fewer babies every year that develop severe food allergies. Wow. So you had a good problem statement, obviously. Um, you'd been in the entrepreneurship space. Great. Um, had you been in the whole food space or was this all new to you? And like, what would you said, OK, I, I see an opportunity here but you know what were the first steps in terms of even exploring this food was entirely new and anything health and wellness was entirely new you know i was uh running basically previously a distribution business so we were buying you know boxes of 3m latex gloves and and face masks storing them in a warehouse along with 10 other 10,000 other SKUs, and then shipping them out to, to dentists so a very very different kind of business which meant that for us like the first part of figuring out whether we can make this company work was whether, you know, figuring out whether we can make a product. So, um, you know, what our product does is it just helps feed allergens to babies, like allergens like peanut and egg and milk uh, earlier, starting from a young age so that um, they can get exposed to allergens frequently more easily, the same way it was done in clinical trials. So uh, what that meant product development wise is that we had to make sure that we can make a powder of peanut, egg and milk that would dissolve in a bottle of breast milk or formula and that the baby would be able to drink it without, you know, the particles clogging or getting stuck in the nipple of the bottle um, and that it would taste good. It would mix easily. Um, So we had a a really great small team with my 
uh, co-founder, my brother-in-law, who's a doctor, and we brought on um, uh, as a co-founder our chief allergist, Dr. Katie Marks Kogan, um, and Aaron Rowe, who's a, a scientist with a lot of food allergy experience, um, and figured out like how could we make you know a powder of you know these basic foods um, that would be high in protein and would you know dissolve easily and not get stuck in the nipple of the baby bottle. So wow. uh, it's kind of a, in the intersection of food uh and and just manufacturing but um you know since since no one had done something exactly like that before uh, i think we benefited from you know they're not already being an expert that we could <laughs> that we could bring on so we just had to kind of figure it out ourselves right well exactly i was going to say because if you don't know the space you need to lean into somebody right that can help you at least get started now did you know there was already a market for this or was it like hey let's develop this and see you know let's do some initial tests and, and go from there how did you approach it in the beginning so I, you know, I think that we felt like there would be a market because, um, you know, there, it was clear that doctors were going to recommend that every baby should eat allergens like peanut and egg um, early, starting at four months of age, to help prevent food allergies. Um, and it was also clear from our personal experience and also from the clinical data that parents were just really struggling to do that. So um, in the largest clinical trial, more than half of the parents weren't able to feed their baby enough of the allergens. Uh, even among people who signed up for a clinical trial and had a dietitian on call, they still really struggled. And that's what happened with my nephew is that my brother-in-law had wanted to feed him allergens and he just was not a good enough eater of food in general. So sure. they waited until he was older. And by the time he was ready, it was too late. Um, and I think, you know, we just felt pretty strongly that, um, you know, eventually there would uh, be this really strong need for every parent to feed their baby these allergens. And, you know, it might take one year or two years or five years or 10 years, but at some point in the future, every parent was going to be feeding their baby allergens um, early and often, and that we needed to find a way to help make that easy and, you know, hope we weren't too, too early. Sure. Okay. So you decide you, you're going to jump in and, and, and now it, the way you approached it was around this whole idea of oatmeal. Talk about how the, it works in terms of um, your process and then with the mix-ins and whatnot. And then how did you decide oatmeal was going to be the, fo the focus? So we started just with the, the powder of peanut egg and milk that dissolves in breast milk or formula. And that, that's because, you know, regardless of a parent's approach to feeding, um, you know, they're, we wanted their, them to be able to feed their baby allergens. So even if they're doing exclusive breastfeeding or formula or oatmeal or purees, regardless of what approach they, you know, they wanted to take, we, we wanted to give them uh, allergens they could include in their baby's diet. Got so it. that's where we really okay. started. And when we were when we were on Shark Tank, that's the product we had <laughs> was just like Amazing. a powder of peanut egg and milk, uh, which is really crazy and fun. But, um, you know, then I think a, re a real game changer for us was, this last year when we launched oatmeal, uh, it was the first, you know, allergen inclusive uh, baby food or, or even food really on the market because there's been such a trend towards allergen free foods. Um, and look, those, those, those foods are wonderful for babies like my nephew um, who has food allergies. There should be really great allergen free options. Sure. But for everyone who doesn't have a food allergy, it's just healthier to eat food with allergens. No you doubt. know, it's healthier to eat sure. food with nuts and seeds and tree nuts and sesame, um, and, you know, more, there's more protein, more diet diversity. So I think, it, you know, for us, we really saw a huge breakthrough when we started making kind of pre-made foods right. that were, instead of making the allergen free version, it was the version, including all of the allergens. Got it. Um, and it's healthier and it helps with prevention. Uh, and also it's just, you know, more diet diversity and, you know, four grams of nut and seed protein per serving. Sure. So you got the mix-ins and you also have the oatmeal. Um, okay. So 
you, you just so again back on the early part of the process. So how long from hey I think there's an idea here to actually having something to sample and test? So we uh, started talking about it after my nephew got uh, his allergies in about March of 2017, um, and then we first launched a product in market in like June 2018. Got it. So a little over a year from like initial idea, but it you know it was, uh, maybe a couple months early on of figuring out that we actually could do something about it, and then you know, a couple months of thinking about what that would be and then working on formulation and finding co-manufacturers. So, um, you know, there, there's a, luckily with the ingredients being relatively basic and, uh, there's a lot we could do in, in my kitchen in, sure. in those early days. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it was a little over a year from ideation to launch to launch. And then, okay. So then once you launched, was it launching with friends and family? Did you get some, I know you got, obviously we're, we'll talk about your website and, and obviously you saw it on Amazon and got some amazing reviews, by the way, like what was your first shot to market in terms of testing out the new product? So yeah, there's a uh, some investing from friends and family and angel investors, especially some that um, had family members with food allergies. Um, they were very lucky to have some people who understood and cared about how important the mission was. Um, and then we, you know, that that helped support us when we launched. And then also had a couple seed funds shortly thereafter, like Amplify Los Angeles and and PLG, who uh, supported us you know, within a couple months after our, our initial launch. Um, and our, our initial route was. Uh, you know, combination of direct to consumer, you know, Facebook, et cetera, sure. uh, combined with um, testing out, working through pediatricians. Um, you know, given the pediatricians, you know, we're now starting to tell parents about food allergy prevention. Uh, we thought that might be a good route, um, but but yeah, that's that's generally how we started. Was a, you know, really really a combination of that online marketing, kind of like a typical online uh, native direct to consumer brand and. Uh, with the added benefit of being able to work with some pediatricians. Oh, that's awesome. Very, very cool. Um, okay. So, yeah, and, and again, incredible reviews on Amazon. We'll have to talk about uh, that in a moment. So um, you mentioned earlier Shark Tank. And so I, we've had a number of guests on that have been on Shark Tank and all have had really different experiences in all different ways. And so I always love to ask about it. And I, I don't know what you can share, what you're not able to share. We've learned in the past, some can share everything, some can share only some things. But how about tell us the story? How did it originate and um, and where did it go? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it originated because uh, we were really excited about the idea to help spread more awareness about food allergy prevention. You know, our, our biggest problem just fundamentally isn't that not enough people about, know about our brand. It's that just not enough people know about, you know, the new medical guidelines that say that every parent should feed their baby allergens to help prevent food allergies. Um, so, and that's just such a, a, a kind of broad message that, you know, we, we needed more points of leverage to help create awareness around that message. Um, and for us, Shark Tank seemed like a, a, an obvious way to help get that kind of broad awareness around the topic and more credibility around the idea that this is this really is what what uh, doctors were saying you should do um so you know we applied uh kind of the normal way through through shark tank sure um and yeah, i think got great feedback about the topic and you know myself and my two partners um are both uh, they're both doctors i'm a serial entrepreneur none of us none of us thought we uh would ever be on television but i, I, th I think we thought that like the uh, the food allergy angle and my partner's story with his son having a food allergy was, uh, and then us using our product for his next child who then didn't have a food allergy after that, uh, I think just was, we thought was, was compelling enough. I think what we didn't realize, which even made it better, um, and uh, this is just unfortunate, but um, that Mark Cuban's daughter also has um, oh, uh, food allergies. Okay. So, 
Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, he and my partner connected on the show about it. And he, um, you know, he mentioned this more in depth um, on the uh, update that they'd just done on us on Shark Tank in December. Yep. Um, but that, but that, yeah, I think that he understood just from a personal connection um, about how important the mission was and, um, and, and how exciting this was. So, so yeah, I think that, uh, while we, we may have done it just for the kind of sheer kind of awareness and potential partnership opportunities, uh, it turned out to be even better because, you know, Mark did understand personally how important it, uh, the mission was and, uh, and, and has been a really big help to us since. Wow. That's so cool. And I'm guessing that has, for in the most part, I, I've only heard positive things around it, how, how it can help your brand and the awareness of your brand. I'm guessing you guys found the same. Yeah, it's been, it's been really wonderful. Um, you know, I think for, for us, it's been a little bit different than some other brands because, um, you know, only so many parents at any given time who are watching Shark Tank have a, a baby with the, that are the right age to start introducing allergens right now. Sure. Um, whereas a lot of other Shark Tank products, you know, maybe anyone watching Shark Tank can buy or half the audience or a quarter of the audience were a much smaller percentage of the typical Shark Tank audience. Um, but I think it, it's both been very helpful for you know, the awareness from, you know, when people watch the episode and, uh, and then when we can kind of use some of that footage and, uh, uh, and ads and things like that, I think it's, it's just been really helpful, um, in building credibility less from kind of the initial sales bump, but still, you know, years later, we, we hear that, you know, a, a large percentage of our customers, you know, heard about us from Shark Tank and it's uh, sometimes unclear is that, that they watched a rerun actually, or that they, you know, they just remember hearing about that we were on Shark Tank. Um, but that it's clearly uh, as a force kind of left an impression on our customer base. Wow. Amazing. Um, so cool. And what a great story. Uh, okay. So here we are today. Uh, talk about uh, since launch where you are now, uh, when did you decide to launch additional lines with the product and how, how has your route to market changed or, or grown? Yeah. Uh, great question. So um, you know, we launched our first kind of really differentiated product in our product line uh, with oatmeal um, or earlier last year. Uh, and that was our first allergen-inclusive baby food, uh, kind of like what I was talking about earlier, you know, that it's the idea that, you know, food should have all the allergens in it as opposed to being allergen-free. Um, and we're about to launch in uh, the next couple of weeks, um, you know, baby bars that will have allergens inside too. Um, and later this year, we'll have other popular baby food form factors um, that also include, you know, the, in nine of the top allergens. Um, you know, it makes it not just healthier and helps with uh, added exposure for prevention, but you know, we can really play on flavors that babies love, like peanut, peanut butter, strawberry, things like that. So I think we we just see a great opportunity in continuing to to grow on the allergen inclusive baby food um, portion of our business um, that started with oatmeal, but is now growing shortly into bars and then um, other places thereafter, um, and then. I think to your point, you know, similarly on, as far as channels, we're I think we're seeing a really great opportunity to to grow a lot more into retail. Sure. Uh, you know, we've recently launched um, in Walmart, Target, Meyer, wow. and Wegman. Amazing! Uh, so that's been re- really exciting. Twenty twenty two to have that kind of initial launch into into retail, um, and to see success that's been significant enough that uh, we've been able to secure a number of other significant retail launches that we'll be, be announcing shortly, but um, that by middle of the year, we'll you know, definitely be in over 6,000 retail doors. Amazing. So that we have, I think, just a great opportunity to go from some initial test launches in retail 
to some really significant traction. And um, I think that's you know, due to a lot of factors, the guidelines that say that every parent should do it, uh, awareness from Shark Tank, um, you know, our partnership now with Johnson and Johnson, um, or, you know, and, and also just this idea that allergen inclusive baby food is something that parents love and want. Um, sure. and that we're, we're just seeing such, such great interest in the kind of like a healthier version of the baby food they're already selling on shelf. Sure. Wow. Amazing. And you know, 6,000 stores is not easy if you're not used to distributing to 6,000 stores. How have you kind of managed the, the distribution arrangements, the inventory, the, everything that goes into delivering to major retailers on time and full, et cetera. Like how have you managed through that? I think we're lucky to have been able to bring on this last year a team of really incredible people with experience in this area. Um, I think, especially because of our mission, we're able to you know uh, attract a lot of really great people. Um, unfortunately, food allergies affect so many people that uh, and, you know nearly everyone in our company has uh, you know a brother with a food allergy, a kid with a food allergy. They have a food allergy, um, and we've just been able to I think attract some very very talented people and and also. Um, we've been lucky because of the space we're in to also attract some really great partners and investors who uh, can give you know operational advice and support. Um, you know our, our recent investors have, uh, and this is all uh, public information, but you know have, have been Johnson and Johnson and Danone uh, and Providence Health. So I think we have um, you know a great opportunity to lean on some of the experts and expertise in our circle. Um, and also some of the uh, you know, really, really talented people we've been able to bring on, and and that you know it's going to be a, a a year where we have a lot a lot to accomplish. Uh, as you said, it's uh, it's it's a lot to do to launch in all these new doors, but that we're I think we're up to the challenge and very excited about um, you know about helping save a lot of babies from getting food allergies. Wow, amazing. So, so cool. Um, looking ahead, obviously, expansion. Um, you, you talked a little bit about new products. Um, what are the things you got to watch out for? What do you need to be careful of as you think about the next six to 12 months? You know, is your a lot of growth, a lot of upside? Anything you're, you're cautious about or things you're being wary of? I think, you know, executing uh, on on that kind of big rollout, like you mentioned, is, is one. Um, I think, you know, as one thing that's on everyone's mind these days is costs and um, helping, you know, do whatever we can to control margin, especially, um, with different things for everything from inflation to supply chain problems that then lead you to have to expedite shipments. Um, you know, I think that's been a rising pressure for everyone. Uh, and I think that, you know, that, that's something we're gonna have to reverse if we don't want to eventually have to pass more price increases on to customers. Um, you know, which, which also is something we really don't want to do. So I think that that's something I'm, I'm really trying to keep my eye on over the next year is how do we, um, you know, control our product costs in a way that will help us be able to continue to make a really great quality product, but also do it at a price that, you know, customers will be excited to, to, to pay for. Makes sense. Uh, we got a lot of listeners are, that are entrepreneurs that are, 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 you know, love this show because of the fact that they learn from people like you and you just shared some of the things to look out for. What would be one or two other advice uh, elements you'd offer to them as they think about launching their own food or beverage or other CBG brand? Um, one is I'd say, especially with uh, food and beverage, there's just so much you can do early on without um, without spending much money and not just be frugal, but also to learn from your customers and, and get feedback. Um, you know, even for a company like us, like I, I would say we're even much more on the medical side than a normal food and beverage company, but I would still consider us kind of in that same realm. You know, we were able to make our entire, everything from 
you know, conceiving of the product all the way through our first kind of mini production run as like an alpha test to get out to some specific users, all just with kind of off the shelf ingredients in my kitchen. Now that's not something we can sell. It's not something we can go to market with, but you know, that allowed us to get feedback from customers, get them using it. Um, you know, it turned out that uh, some of the powder we were using was clumping in certain people's bottles in one of the bottles we hadn't tested yet. Um, so I think that, you know, for us being able to um, very you know easily you know be able to uh, you know test some of these things on a small scale in our own kitchen just was was able you know allowed us to iterate more quickly than if we were in in so many other businesses where you know building a proof of concept you really have to have something a, a little more professional. We were able to do something very simple and and just reach out to people even on Facebook and Facebook mommy groups to recruit you know twenty moms who were very excited to help because they had a personal connection to food allergies. Um, and tested the product, gave us feedback. Um, and yeah, I think that there's such an, uh, an awesome ability to do that. And, and almost every successful food and beverage entrepreneur that, that I know has gone through many iterations of just kind of figuring stuff out um, before they you know, called up a co-manufacturer and signed R&D agreements and did things like that. Sure. And love that. Great advice um, and great reference and great story and great potential. And and uh, as you see, uh, a lot of market, uh, obviously, you've got a, a niche that's growing and one that where people really care and, and where you really get to make a difference, you know, with your brand, which is super exciting and powerful. Um, before we go, Daniel, share with our audience where they can find you, uh, buy your product, you know, check you guys out, et cetera, connect with you, et cetera. Definitely. So we're available at readysetfood.com. That's readysetfood.com. Also, we're available at Amazon. And, and then, as I mentioned, we're available uh, at great retailers like Walmart, Target, Meyer, uh, Wegman, and many more to come soon. That's awesome. Daniel Zukowski, Ready, Set, Food. Excited for you. You got to come back on down the road. Um, man, we, we'd love to have you back. You're going to have more story to tell even in, what, the next 6 to 12 months, 6 to 8 months even. So we'd love to have you back on and uh, looking forward to it. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for spending time with us today, man. Sounds great. Thank you, Justin. Have a great day. The ContenderCast is powered by Contender Brands and is the top global consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast. You can find additional ContenderCast episodes on worldwide podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.